Hi, Zizo. Hi, Zizera. And I'm Jermaine. And welcome back to another episode of Gravity's Hush Podcast. Today, we're talking about something that we have no idea about marriage. So, we have the ultimate old married couple. Let's <laughs> welcome Jane and Vernon. <laughs> Where did that old come from? Because of Mila, because right? Old so married, married couple. couple. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right, how it works. Yeah, how many years have you guys been married? This year is nine years. Plus dating? No, no, no. Dating will be about 12 years. So, that's 13 plus nine. No, 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 no. no. no, no right, right. Total. Everything in total. Everything total. Okay, okay, okay. 13 plus nine. No wonder I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys have been married for nine years. Would you say that's a long time to be married in this day and age? I don't think it's necessary to put a time frame to marriage. Yeah, because then why do you get married in the first place? People who get uh, in a good relationship stay married longer, like, I suppose, right? Healthy Does it make sense? Yeah, healthy. Uh, yeah. And for Jane, when you met Vernon, right? What about him shouted at you? Marriage material. Handsome, lah. Uh, <laughs> no. Honestly, nothing. <laughs> I no, honestly, seriously, seriously. Things, you know, when we first met, it didn't really occur to me that I was going to get married with him. So it's just, you know, a dating thing. Yeah. yeah, only like much later on when we dated a little bit more seriously and then I thought like, hey, it could be in the cards for us. Yeah. Oh. And now they have two kids. Can you yep. believe that? <laughs> I mean, very cute kids. Yeah, too, that's how yeah. it works, you know. Usually when a man and woman <laughs> oh, get married, is it? Is go it? to the bedroom and close the door. Oh, what happens inside? And then the come out nine months later, hey, go baby. <laughs> oh, nine months you stay in the bedroom. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, sounds very tough. <laughs> but today we're talking about marriage, more specifically, something called the concept of a 50-50 in marriage, right? This can be with regards to uh, responsibilities, finances, and all of that. And because none of us are married or barely in relationships, so mm. we, we need to look to you guys. So you are our role models for today. Please be good oh, ones. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm so very stressed. I what a lot of people understand of marriage is that responsibilities have to be shared. And it has to be shared equally. The husband takes 50%, the wife takes 50%. For example, if the husband cooks, then the wife washes the dishes. But I don't know if this is the case in marriage these days or like, is this really the way to run a I marriage? I don't think it has ever existed at all. The 50-50 no, I mean, rule? I, I think some people do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel very sad for them though because like, you know, being in a healthy relationship, why do you put numbers to things? Why do you have what to do 50% of the work? Yeah, yeah, like if you feel you need to wash clothes, you're going to wash clothes. Like why, why worry about what your spouse is doing when you're washing the clothes? Why do you have to wait for someone else to do it? But that's the thing. So some people will wonder, if it's always me who is mopping the floor, when will my other half do it? It's a that person problem, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you feel that the floor is dirty, then you mop the floor. Lor. If the other yeah, person yeah, doesn't right, feel that the floor is dirty, then they won't mop the floor. What? Okay, so I have a girlfriend. Uh -huh. um, she will always vacuum the floor. Sure. Okay, so she says that that's her responsibility. And then she just tells her boyfriend, can you just please empty the vacuum cleaner? Like, that's right. the least you can do, right? So that was their arrangement. But you know what? When the vacuum cleaner is so full that all the dust is accumulated inside mm. already, he still hasn't emptied it. Then he's lazy lah. He is. <laughs> so now, they're broken up. That's when you know that yeah. relationship sucks. <laughs> because of a vacuum cleaner, right? It's the principle of it though. Right. It's, you know, if I ask something of you, my partner, why can't you just do it? It's sure. not about 50 No, 50 I agree. Split. So, yeah. so if you have something that you'd like your partner to do and you ask nicely, then they should do it. I mean, okay, maybe in our relationship, we don't define it by goals. If she wakes up in the morning and the house is dirty, she'll do the housework. 
Oh, yeah, I, I thought you like to do the housework. I generally do most of the housework because she looks up. It's around that time when uh, she feeds the kids. So I use that time to, to do the housework and I like it. Oh. But I don't expect her like, okay, tomorrow your turn. Uh. Yeah. Like we don't divide. Don't keep count. Like and, yeah, you know, exactly. why, why are you so calculated? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very toxic and it's just very draining to be so calculative. Like, hey, it's your turn today. Why are you not doing it? Instead of using that kind of mentality, to me, it's like, okay, I take it as maybe he's busy. I give him the benefit of the after all, he's my husband. Maybe he's just really tired. So I'll just take over. It's just mopping the floor. It's just doing laundry. It's not a big deal. You know, there's like an alternative to the 50-50 model. They call it the 100-100 model. Oh. Each partner should be giving 100% mm. regardless of what your partner is giving in return. All and right. you always give without expecting anything back because yep. this is what a relationship is. I kind of yeah. like that model. The 100 100. So at home, right, paint us a picture. Mm. Does either of you cook? She does. I, I don't. Okay, I so she cooks, you don't yeah. cook. Yeah, but I try to encourage her not to cook. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Because no, not because the cooking sucks. I mean, she cooks fine. It's just that it makes her tired and it leaves her less time with the kids or with me. And time for us, especially, is very fragile um, because of our working hours. I wake up really early mm. in the day, so I try to have as much time in the afternoon to rest. And then the evenings are spent with the kids and all that. So by the time we put the kids to bed, that's our time where we watch TV, we, we talk about the day and stuff like that. So, so if she cooks, then she'll be really tired and you know, you just don't want tiredness to seep into to, to a relationship where you're trying to be happy when you have alone time. So When it comes to mm. kids, traditionally, yep. it usually falls to the mother, right? The mm. mother is the one that has to take care of their education, mm. after school work. Do you agree or yeah? We don't divide it very clearly. He does have to work at night so I totally understand so I take over but he also understands that I have certain hours that I cannot be at home with the kids and he also gladly takes over so there's no like clear definition mm. for us actually yeah here's the thing right I think it's because you know they both are very proactive in picking up the pieces filling up the gaps but I think this concept of you know maybe some people fall into this pace of being calculative mm. or you know keeping tabs because one person will just not do it yeah. and they don't the other hold any weight right it sounds like very selfish behavior if you ask me and you know to for you to get into that that situation where you have to be calculated, then why were you in the relationship in the first place? You know, you, you got to ask yourself these questions. Maybe it's kind of a red flag. It's signaling mm. to you that, exactly, yeah. you know. Maybe this is not the right relationship to get married and advance and move on to a family, you know. Yeah, and to be honest, you don't find out about certain habits until you actually start staying with this person, sure, right? Sure. So that can come into play as well. I always feel that before you get married, try to cohabit. Not permanently, but on a regular basis. So at least you know what you're in store for if you mm. do mm. eventually marry and, and you know, live together you'll know certain habits that some people might not be able to overcome some people can just you know close one eye and, and, and get used to it i don't think there is like a model per se like you know the ideal relationship the ideal marriage but i think it's more about your personalities and how you guys gel and fit into one another i think that's more important because everybody's different you cannot go into a relationship and expect your other half to be living by this 100 100 model then you'll be on this end giving a lot but the other person doesn't understand or doesn't agree and it'll be very tiring so even if I go in with this ideal it may not work out because the other person just doesn't agree 
So it also depends. So what would you suggest to like people who are maybe going to get married out there? What should they expect? Drop all your expectations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? A lot of people have these ideals that I don't know where they get it from, but through looking at other people's relationships or through movies or, mm. or things you read, and you form these ideals in your mind, oh, my future husband slash wife should be this, 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 this. And this life is very unrealistic because everybody's an individual. You will never find one person with all the qualities that, that you want. checks all the boxes. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, yeah. there's bound to be, you know, some things that you have to compromise and all that. So I always feel, you know, when especially when it comes to relationships and even in a friend relationship as well, like, you know, just a regular normal relationship, colleague relationship. If you drop all your ideals, right, and willing to be a bit more open, right, you'll find different characteristics that you never thought about when you were forming those ideals and you actually might like that characteristic even better than the ideal that you had in the mm. first place. That's true. In any working relationship, if you come in thinking it's going to be 50-50, yeah. you're going to end up disappointed exactly, and annoyed. Yeah. I hate to use the cliche, think out of the box, but if you remove that box, then aren't you more open to more things and, and mm. accepting to, to you know more people and it just opens up your horizons. Responsibilities, living together, cohabiting is one thing, right? But there's a more sensitive area, obviously, in a relationship when it comes to finances. Yep. Mm. Finance is always a very sour point in any relationship. I'll give you an example, right? Sure. So recently, a bunch of my friends came in from out of town. Yep. So me and my boyfriend brought them out, you know, go and drink and have fun and stuff like that. Mm. And because they are my friends, of course, I'm going to pay for them. Mm. But he had intercepted and he got the bill. Obviously, at this point, you know, alcohol-induced, I asked him, like, why do you get the bill? I wanted to get it because they're my friends. Mm. I want to get the tab. Mm. And he said to me, look, you know, I obviously make more money than you. I have more disposable income. I wanted to do something nice for you. Why is that bad? Finance is a very sensitive thing. Mm. I was very hurt by that statement. I said, just because you make more money than me doesn't mean that I can't get this tab. Sure. But I do understand where he's coming from. Yeah, exactly. But it's still a sour point. It's right. annoying to have to deal with things like that. Yeah, but you see, once you start letting these things like finances become a problem, then they're a problem. Mm. If, if you just go like, oh, you pay for it. Okay, never mind. I'll get the next one. And, and you know, just leave it be. If you don't try to read into so many things and try to take things less seriously, it, it would have been a very fun occasion. And hey, you didn't have to pay for your friend's bill. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hey, your boyfriend free, not tomorrow. <laughs> and would you have considered paying for his friends the next time they come into town? Yeah, I mean, right. I just yeah. didn't want him to think that mm -hmm. I wanted him to yeah, pay, yeah, right? Yeah. Are, yeah, exactly. But finance, for a lot of married couples, they have like a shared bank account. Sure. They do 50-50 every month. They put in the same. Is that realistic? How can you put in the same amount of money? Yeah, I think it's a little unrealistic. I mean, having a joint bank account is good, especially because of where we live and, and you know, a lot of things uh, require money spent and, and things like that. You have to pay for a lot of things. Like, but again, to put pressure on yourself to say, oh, you have to put in this amount uh, because she's going to put in this amount. Then when you fall short or your spouse falls short, then, then there's a point of contention there. So why don't you just try to be as happy as you can and do what you can? And I'm sure because it's the person you married, they're not going to like, Oh, you show me five dollars this month. You know, that's it. No TV for you. I mean, that's not going to happen because of a shortfall. And obviously, there will be a reason for it. I mean, of course, if the shortfall came from, oh, I went to Genting and I spent all my money mm. on roller coaster rides, because that's all you do in Genting. You don't yeah, do anything yeah, else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that, then that is a problem. You know, obviously. It's a different problem. Already. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you've overspent somewhere, and that's why you don't have enough. So I feel that to make it work, you, you shouldn't put too many restrictions on yourself. So do you guys mind sharing how do you handle your finances at home? Is My it like money is her money, her money is her money. <laughs> her Very money is her money. Wise uh, words okay, So all the money by. is her money. Happy yep. wife, happy life. Hey, hey, <laughs> <Lana>. <laughs>
No, but have you also heard about now people are bringing to light more often about how there is no 50-50, there's no 100-100. Sometimes I'm a 20 and mm. you should be the 80 for me. Mm. Or today I have a little bit more energy. You know, I had a better day. Good but, days and bad days. Correct. Mm. And so what I can bring to the table is maybe 70. Yep. And if all you can bring is 30, that's fine. But not every day is as realistic as that. Sometimes your days just you suck can't for form both a hundred together. Yeah, even if you put yourselves together, you, you can't reach hundred. Maybe you're a thirty today, and I'm a twenty, and together we're yeah. just fifty. I think with finances, you know, always gonna be a sensitive point, right? But I, I did see sort of like a way to contribute evenly, right? And that involves some math. So you take each of your incomes, right, divided by the total of both incomes and you times 100, you get a percentage okay. of how each of you should contribute. Ah. Yeah. And then you take your total shared monthly expenses divided by this percentage. This is how much money in dollars that you should be contributing every month. If let's say you have a joint bank account. So mm. it's, it's variable. It's mm. not 50-50, right? right? But here's the thing. Why? I would never be with anyone who wants to calculate that way. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, is that it sounds a bit calculated. Yeah. Right, 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 to right, right, calculate right. this every month? Yeah, well, some people do it. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe we're doing it wrong because Singaporeans are very rich. Lah. They can oh. buy property, they can buy car and all that, which <laughs> baffles me sometimes. But yeah, I, I mean, that could be a way to do it. Some people are just comfortable doing that, but some people aren't. Lah. There are a lot of ways of doing things. There are a lot of solutions to different sets of problems and all that. It's just what solution you, you, you adapt to and adopt, I suppose. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. There are some, you know, married couples who have given some thoughts about 50-50 marriage, okay? Someone said, it actually doesn't work for me. What I like is the approach where I do the stuff I'm good at and he does the stuff that he's good at and he enjoys. I'm quite happy to do all the cooking, but I, for example, I never put petrol in the car because that's something he likes doing, going to petrol station, you're sure. looking around the shop and things like that. Mm. And I feel like we both feel we do more than 50% because we do what we love. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And obviously, all these things came about because the, a couple sat down and, and talked about what they're good at, which means the lines of communication were very open. And, mm. and they sat down and talked about it. It wasn't a, no, you do this and they wrote yeah. it down on a piece of paper. You know, it, yeah. it literally is a, a consensus between to understanding individuals. Correct. Like, yeah. On that note, someone else says, on paper, it's easy to say 50-50 or to assign like mm. traditional roles to each other, right? Like the husband goes to work and the wife stays at home. But this is not always the case in reality. Marriage and relationships fail when you confine them to strict rules. And I fully agree with that. Mm. Yeah, sometimes rules bend and you just have to go with the flow for exactly. the marriage to even work out. Like the words of uh, Bruce Lee, be like water. <laughs> oh, no, really, he, he said that and it applies to everything, you know. If you're not flexible enough to move through the times with different challenges that, that people face in their lives, mm. you can have this set mm. rules, right? But something changes. Things happen like retrenchments, like, right. like natural yeah. disasters. How are you going to call what's going to happen five years down the road? You, you can't, you see. So if you can bend like water, then, you know, you can adapt. And, and you sound like you've reached enlightenment. Oh, Congratu I have, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> exactly. yeah. When you're old, at a certain age, all of a sudden it hits you. Oh, right? it comes so with age. It yeah? comes with age. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, the 50-50 approach, like we say, is very unrealistic. Mostly because, how do you even determine that your partner has met you halfway? How right. do you sit and calculate different yeah. things? What, what is it, 50 to yeah, you? Yeah, right? like yeah. how do you, you can't use a calculator. Mm -hmm. There's no life calculator for mm -hmm. that. Yep. So it's not possible to determine in that and acceptance of this 50 50 is based on performance like let's say you clean the house right that's mm -hmm. your 50 but you do a shit job yeah 
exactly. Is that still meeting your partner right. Yeah, I vacuum up, but it's still messy. Yeah. Too I did vacuum, yeah. Oh, that sucks eh. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but like, it's true. But sometimes, like, let's say if I cook, right? I don't cook. But if I did put <laughs> I my know, heart yeah. and soul into cooking, I would expect that you put your heart and soul into... Into eating. Tasting them. <laughs> <laughs> like washing the dishes, making sure uh, they're clean. Oh, right. Oh, right? Okay. That's that too. most times you would be disappointed. I guess I learned this, you know, from living with my partner, right? I usually keep things very clean around the place, like, you know, um, but guys being guys, they like to throw everything, one underwear here, one t-shirt there. And I got upset because I expected him to do the same that I did, which was mm. keep the space right. clean. Mm. But when you have the expectation, you're disappointed. Exactly, mm. see? Yeah. Again, expectations will ruin everything. So what I do is I clean up. Yeah. Yeah. But does it take a toll on you though? No, it's okay. Because run. he doesn't mind the messy stuff, but I want it clean. And mm. I'll, I'll do that for him and he does other things for me. I think it's also about picking your battles. Like, yeah. is it really worth fighting or arguing over something as small as leaving your clothes on the floor or not keeping things? I mean, there's a bigger picture. I mean, definitely we have our disagreements from time to time. But we do think about like, what's the bigger picture? Like, is this going to affect anything in the future? Is this like cup that's not been washed for like days is it gonna affect anything no then just leave it it's okay i'll just wash it or I'll just remind him hey can you please go and wash i'll throw away the cup <laughs> buy a new one same yeah. point very much yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. that's right there remind me to go through your trash bin sounds like there's a lot of valuable stuff in there a lot what was your last argument Ooh. Wow. I mean, we bicker lah. Yeah, we don't have major yeah. meltdown arguments. Yeah, we, we bicker about small, small things. It's very healthy actually. Yeah, because once you get out of the way, then it's done already. Ma. Yeah. As long as you understand both points of view, you don't have to agree at the end of an argument, right? Mm -hmm. I can still think that I'm right and she can still think that she's right. But as long as we see each other's point and we feel it's not unreasonable, then yeah, okay, let's move on. You know, like I will try to do whatever it takes to make you happier and vice versa as well. Like, yeah, she'll do the same for me, so... Yeah, you yeah. can take, yeah. For example, like what? What kind of like small, small things? Like the cup? <laughs> that was just a very random example. Yeah, very random. It's not, it's not a true story, by the way. What do we bicker about? Uh? I don't know, man. It's just like in the moment, things yeah. like... You just, you just don't remember. Actually, this comes with fighting too, right? As couples, you definitely do disagree on things. Mm. If one person is always taking it like the other person is always right and one person is always in the wrong, walking away from an argument. Right. I don't think that's fair. In it, this situation, healthy, like, I think 50-50 yeah. would be a better approach. Right. Or Sure. Yeah. But again, you're trying to put numbers to, a, to an equation where it, it really isn't an equation. It's a natural thing where, like I said, life happens and different scenarios happen. How do you put numbers to it? Not that I hate numbers, although I hate math. But Can tell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like I said, you know, drawing lines and circles and, and adding boundaries to, to your everyday life kind of sucks, you know what I mean? We, we all hated rules in school. We all have some disagreements with rules that the government gives you. So we all don't like it. But so when you start doing that in your household, imagine living your whole life with all these set of rules that you don't agree with. It's very transactional. It, it makes you a very angry person as well, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Removing certain rules that really don't make a difference to your mm. life kind of makes things better. And you want to be at home, you want to be with your kids, you want to be your wife. And it sounds like marriage is hard work. Yeah, it really yeah, is. And like, <laughs> I can already think of so many of my friends out there who, like, the wife wants the place to be, like, neat and tidy, right? And she doesn't want to put any pressure on the husband. But if she doesn't, the husband really does not do anything. Mm. And then all the work will fall on her shoulders. Mm. And then that's going to be, like, so tough. Understandable. Right. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's things that people in a relationship mm -mm. should try to work out and... Mm. 
and not get angry with the quantifying what kind of work each other does. It, right. Like I said, if your friend really hates a messy house, then she yeah, has to make it not messy. Yeah. La, yeah. Or maybe hire a cleaner. Yeah, outsource. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Always outsource. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's a very <laughs> good alternative. Everything. When you do have bad days and when you both have bad days and you don't have enough to bring to the table, yeah. What happens then? Because while you're having a bad day, sometimes you expect your partner to make it better for you. Mm. But they're having a bad day too. Maybe not just you two, your kids as well. Oh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly. So you're talking about four very different individuals, all with their own mindset and all things. So it's almost a perfect ingredients for chaos. But like Jane said, like you've got to pick your battles. I mean, even if you're having a bad day, I've said this from the beginning of my career th till now, right? and I practice this on a daily basis. If I'm having a bad day, I'm never going on air and turning on the mic and mm. saying, I'm having a terrible day. I'm not going to take phone calls. I'm not going to talk to you. I put it aside and mm. do a good show because that's my job to entertain people. And it should be the same in your house as well. Like, like I'm having a bad day. I'm not going to take it out on her. She's not the reason why I'm having a bad day. Unless she is, like, then I'll go, go out. Like. But yeah, but usually it's not. Like. People like to blame something that happened to them on, on the way they behave. But you don't have to behave like that. Unless you're, you're dealing with the problem yeah. head on, like, then... Yeah, sure, you blow up, you get angry and all that with the problem, not the people around you. Yeah, I think because we compartmentalise our feelings, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but we do that. Like, if I have a bad day, I don't bring it home. I just leave it. And because I know he's not the source, the cause of my bad day, my kids are not the cause of it. So why should they suffer the consequences for it? So I just try to put it aside and just move forward with my day because there's nothing I can do about it anymore. Just move on. But of course, I will rant to him and like complain like, wow, I had a very bad day. This happened, that happened. But he will just listen and, you know, after that, just move on because there's no point in harping and like just throwing everything on him. It just makes him feel bad at the end of the day. That's yeah. true. Your partner is not your emotional punching bag yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? yeah. So mom's ranting is quite nice. It's good. Anything anyone wants to rant about, please. The, <laughs> mic, the mic is hot. www.rant.com. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel like we have heard so much from like Vernon and Jane. Yeah. But girls, what about you? We've been in a few relationships. What are some of the good habits that we think we will bring to our marriage next time. From your vast relationship experience. I'm sorry? Any yeah. good habits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or One or two. Things that... not to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a very happy person. You are, darling. <laughs> you are. And I think that in itself, I save you a little headache, you know? Of which, like, nothing is really too big an issue. Nothing <laughs> is insurmountable. Yes. Okay. I think I've seen this somewhere, read this somewhere, of which they said, like, the first thing that you need to have your partner is empathy. And I think when you don't have that, uh, of which you can't at least feel for what they're feeling or what they're going through, because, like, in the case of the messy house, right, she doesn't like the house messy, she cleaned it up, because she's the one who can't stand it. But if the partner knew that she gets upset by a messy house as much as I don't care if it's messy. You okay. would do a little bit. You know don't what I mean? Mess up the yeah. house, like. That's true. Yeah, It's a two-way street. Like, it yeah. cannot be just on one person. Yeah. How well, about you? For me, at this point in my life, I think being happy is the most important. If um, certain lifestyle habits don't align, I would say don't push it. Mm. Before you step into marriage, recognise that and see if you want to take a step back. And or just, if you can accept it yeah. and just, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it because your friends are doing mm, it, because right. your BTO is coming, you know. Oh. Yeah. Those, those are just bad reasons yeah. to commit to a relationship. And I taught you this lesson the first time I met you. Huh? Uh, and obviously, you don't remember yeah. it. Tell uh, us, tell us. I, I think the most learn. important 
lesson that anyone can learn and I think not enough people do it is to listen. Be open to listening. Don't you know be in your own world and not pay attention to what's going on around you, especially from your partner because the minute you start listening to your partner, right, then you'll know what is A, bothering her, what she likes, what the conversation that interests her is about. All you need to do is just listen. You don't even have to participate. You don't even have to have mind-blowing comments about anything. As long as you're listening and you're understanding what your partner is trying to say, then half the battle is won and you can move on from there and do things in your life that you feel will be meaningful to yourself and for your partner as well. Clearly, I wasn't listening. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No recollection of Are it. you listening yeah. Yes, yes. Like, Why you think you're still again. not married? Yeah. <laughs> Ask me again in five years. <laughs> okay, this statement, right? This is quite a big statement. It pertains to marriage, but maybe not so much of the 50-50. But it's a big debate. Is love enough for marriage? Oh my gosh. That I you love each other. Well, I think there are too many external forces of nature that surround two people in a relationship. You know, what if we were in love with each other but her parents violently objected mm. to us getting married? You know, that would have been a problem. And if we decided to ourselves, let's elope now because we love each other and let's just forget about our parents. It's going to come back one day and bite you in the ass because, you know, obviously her parents being her parents, she's going to miss her parents. What? Love is part of the major ingredient for, for a successful marriage or, or a successful relationship. But I don't think it's the only thing you, you can, you know, look at before you get into a relationship or you get married. Like. I have to say I agree though. Like love alone cannot sustain a marriage or a relationship. Sure. Mm. Reality, habits, finances, phase of life, everything mm. else comes into play. Yeah. And you just got to recognise as much as like being in love is a happy feeling, mm. but these other factors also will come in and like you said, bite you in the ass. Yeah. Mm. So clearly serious thought yeah. has to be given. No, imagine we love each other but she's terrible and very mean to my mum. And then, Jane. No, that, no, no, she's not. I'm, I'm just hypothesizing, right? Because you're in love, I, I tell myself, no, 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 I love her too much. I'm going to get in a relationship. Again, it's going to come back and, you know, eventually one day you will fall out of love because of problems like that. So Love can only bring you this far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like 20, 30 years of marriage. There's still love there, but is it going to be enough? I, I love to... money, but I, it doesn't fall from the sky for me. Oh. So. You, you marry money? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will wrap her in money. Oh, nice. <laughs> Maintaining this like sense of fairness in marriage, it may not even be, you know, you want it to be fair. Like, like Vernon and Jane have said, throw that whole rule book out. Don't think about it as 50-50. Don't think about it as you both have to contribute some sort of, you know, equal amount, right? So what would you say to people that, you know, are struggling with that in a relationship or in a marriage even? Maybe one person is constantly contributing way more than the other. Mm. They're, just, they're just stuck in that mindset, yeah. right? Yeah. But they still want this marriage. Mm. They still want this family. Yeah, I think you just have to let go of like the expectations, the ideals that you have, that you hold, and expect that your partner is going to do this, contribute that. I feel it's just really unhealthy for yourself and for your partner because after that, you're just going to start manifesting it in your actions and it'll just show up in everything that you do. Like you start throwing temper and like, you know, you'll be so angry as a person and you will be so unpleasant to be around, right? And your partner will definitely see that. And then, you know, it just has so many like consequences just because of something you cannot let go, like such as your expectations. It's very easy for us to say, just let go, right? Mm. But to do it is another thing. So it takes a lot of mental training, a lot of thinking, and a lot of time to change your perspective in order to let go of your 
expectations I feel. Manifest is the buzzword for 2023. Yeah? <laughs> Manifest. But but yeah, no, I mean like you really got to find out what the root of your problem is. What is that thing that you dislike about your relationship? And then ask yourself whether is that something I'm willing to, you know, overcome? Yeah, you know, forget about, like get over all. I will not compromise on my principles and I have to be steadfast and, and, and protect this thing that I really want. And if your partner disagrees, then you really have to think about your relationship. I mean, you know, there's no two ways about it because if you're going to be stubborn, then stubbornness is a brick wall. You're just going to keep running against a brick wall. And if you cannot do that for the rest of your life, you're, you're going to get injured. Actually, in fact, I do think if you take a bigger picture at it, right, your mindset about this whole like marriage 50-50, 100-100, whatever it is, this could also be a misalignment. Sure. This could cause you to break up. It's, mm. it's the same as I want kids, I don't want kids. It's yeah. a very big thing. Because it applies to all parts of your relationship. No, and I was going to also add on that mindsets, like principles and ideals and that, will change. It's one thing one day and five, ten years down the road, it can be something else. And this is where love comes in because if the love is very strong and you really love this person, then your ideals can change. Ma. Mm. It's not set in stone. It's really what you're willing or unwilling to do that really determines whether you're, you're in a good relationship or a good marriage. Or wow, like thank that. you, Confucius. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, I'm sitting like... like yeah, Confucius. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so before we wrap up this episode, right, I just want to share some quotes um, by some people out there that I feel like can help marriages. This person called Gary Chapman once said that marriages are in a perpetual state of transition, continually moving from one season to another, perhaps not annually as in nature, but certainly and consistently. And the cycle repeats itself many times throughout the life of a marriage. So just be prepared that you have to go through the same thing again and again. Then it's up to your mindset and how you want to handle this situation, right? That's your dedication to spending a life together, mm. right? And marriage may not always be 50-50, but divorce is 50-50. So <laughs> think about that. No, it's not actually. It's not. Yeah. 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 Depending on the, the circumstance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so with that, thank you so much, Vernon and Jane, for joining us on this episode of Curtis Hush Podcast. Yay, thank, thank you for having you. us. Oh, it's not every day that I sit next to beautiful women like so oh. many somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not every day I hear Vernon speak like that. Me. So serious, you know. Oh, yeah. no, I'm always serious. He's a serious guy. Yeah. He's it's not funny at all. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you want to check out their beautiful faces, you know, come on to YouTube. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at itscleverty.co for latest updates. That's right, you can listen to us on Me Listen, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify, and turn on your notifications. Okay, thanks guys. See you next thank time. you so much. Bye.